Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome everyone to episode 89. We are at PCA's national headquarters around the table. It's a full table today. We have Manny and Damon as usual, but we also have PCA's Porsche deer hunter. Deer the hunter. Deer hunter here. <laughs> we have two deer hunters Technically here. Porsche Panorama editor, but also his new title is Deer Hunter. We'll get into that in a bit. Rob Sass, welcome back, my friend. And of course, thank you, Robert, for being at the controls to make all this happen. So let's start with Deer Hunter. <laughs> not. Too soon. Too soon? No. Too soon. It's so for those of you that aren't necessarily in more of the wilderness like we are. <laughs> Uh, would we say we're wilderness? I think deer's everywhere, aren't you? Can uh, not in the city. Not, not, San Diego. not in San Diego. <laughs> You're telling <laughs> me there's, you? no, there's no deer in San Diego? Well, they're probably deer, but you don't see them. I don't think you see them. <laughs> yeah. And so in the Maryland area, as well as in Michigan, when, uh, you know, winter kind of comes around, the deer season, they come crossing big major highways kind of regularly so we play right remember that game frogger you probably don't even know the game frogger i do i played frogger you played frogger yeah so we yeah, uh we sometimes real, have to kind right. of dodge deer deer but uh i think you unsuccessfully there dodged. was no dodging this deer yeah you oh know, he just jumped out oh and, for those of you that are eating don't watch youtube right now yeah <laughs> So th- I'm, th- I'm gonna. For those I thought it was this Halloween. Uh, I thought it was up th- when you first showed it to me. I'm like, is that in like Halloween? I was like, man, Rob yeah. totally Rob, went into. What did Halloween the deer do day? to you? Yeah, <laughs> went above and beyond for Halloween. So did you even break, or did it just no, hit? There was you there did... was no break. It just jumped out and wham. That yeah. was it. Yep. So it was a classic deer hit. I mean, there was no avoiding it. There was no breaking. You know, there were no. We are happy to say that Ethan the Greyhound was okay. He was riding in the car. Oh, he was in the car with you. Yeah, yeah. he was in the car too. So, did it render your car undrivable after it hit? No. Well, yes and no. I mean, I the see car some coolant underneath. The it. car was drivable. The radiator, you know, they're Don't tap plastic. The table. So, um, uh, yeah. So the radiator got knocked out, and and you know, it was leaking coolant. I mean, it was otherwise it was drivable. How many hours from home? Long. Uh, I mean, it was right there. So. Oh, you're around. You're around the house. Yeah. He was going. Oh. He was coming here to. I know. Yeah. Oh, so hey, that worked out. At least you hit it nearby, and not two hours away from home. Have you ever hit a deer? Right. Uh, no, a deer has hit me. <laughs> you want to? You <laughs> no, never heard this deer story? Hit me too. You've never heard this story? <laughs> no. The, seriously, this a deer hit me. I was in the nine. You driving so slow that it caught up to you? <laughs> <laughs> I was in the nine nine six. I saw the deer because I'm like on dark roads. I'm always looking for the little, you know, bright eyes kind of in the brush. I literally saw it. I slowed down to like 10 miles an hour and it proceeded to run into the side of my car. (laughs) So it hit me. I didn't hit it. And uh, I was so mad because I slowed down, but yet it still crossed and put its face into my fender. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't stop, obviously. Yeah. So I got to, I was picking up on one of the kids. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe this. I slowed down. It still hit me. I thought I was going to have to get, you know, the fender repainted. And I was like, if I'm going to get the fender repainted, maybe I'll repaint the whole car. What color? Like all this was going through my <laughs> mind, uh, which which was like a 10-minute drive left to go pick up the kid. Of course, I get out and all there was was a like a snot mark <laughs> going Dang down it. the side. No dents, no scratches. So uh, that's, yeah. well, that's yeah, the I only mean, time was, I've had to do it. Yeah, I was lucky. It was, you know, like an hour away. And, you know, the, the, the real problem was getting Ethan into the, the rollback, into the wrecker. Oh. You know, because he's, you know, it's too high up for him to jump. I had, He's 75 pounds. I had to lift him into oh. the tow truck. Oh, so, so you still had to get it towed? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you meant it leaked enough you could limp home. No, 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 no. I was going to say, uh, but, you know, coolant leak, that, that's sort of a BMW thing anyway, right? Oh, they, they'll still run. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. Coolant yeah. leaks in BMWs. <laughs> well, actually, E90, Z46, yeah, they, they do leak. Well, you know, they? the sad yeah. thing is, you know, the cooling system, the expansion tank was new. The hoses were all new. Oh. Shocks, brakes. I mean, so you'd done all that. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. Okay. So I hate to all say it, valve but you, cover. I hate to say it, but when you show me the picture, I'm thinking the car's totaled. I, I was, I was kind of surprised because yeah. um, there's no sheet metal. The bags weren't blown. Um, the hood's fine. Fender's fine. It's just basically, it's a bumper cover, a radiator. I tell you radiator what, you, supports, if it, if headlight. you get it running again, and you leave all that blood on there. <laughs> 
guarantee there would not be one bicyclist or pedestrian who would get near your car when you're you driving. Should, yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah, get it, it all fixed. But yeah, exactly. It looks just like the death mobile from just Animal the House. It's so good. You could just clear it, and that could be like the theme of your car. Absolutely. Right. You get pulled over like every morning because somebody's going to call the cops on you. The funny part is, it's on the. It's on the passenger side, so it's really where pedestrians are when yeah. you drive by them. That's so yeah. terrible. So yeah. I've never, I've never hit a live deer. Uh, Neither so have I. My, my car has uh, the BMW I drive. My brother hit one when he uh, he bought it new originally. Then my uh, father hit one, and my son hit one. Um, well, I was never following. Hit one. I, well, I've never hit a live one, and I say that because I'm following Roxanne home. She's in a Boxster. I'm in the BMW, and uh, she clears. I guess because it's stock height on the Boxster, same thing with the BMW, but she clears the she dead deer, right uh-huh. and I guess I was so close, I didn't have time to react. Oh, no. And there's oncoming traffic, so I just hit it, but I was not low enough, uh, and so it destroyed. That's one of the reasons why I have tape holding my front valence. Is that what that because is? Because I destroyed oh, okay. the front. I, I thought you hit a curb. No, I also hit a sawhorse. A what? A, like a like a, a, a sawhorse was standing on the beltway. Like a construction sawhorse? Construction sawhorse, wow. and yeah. I'm... In the fast lane, I'm towing the 914 in my suburban, and I and a guy in front of me moves out of the way, yeah. and I'm same thing. I can't I can't react quick enough, and because there's cars next to me, so I hit the sawhorse head on. Yeah, and my first thought was not the suburban, but the 914. Oh man! And I remember looking in my mirror, and it looked like someone dropped a million toothpicks behind oh, me. Oh no! Because I see all this wood go flying, so I pulled over to the shoulder right away and. Looked, but nine fourteen was untouched, and so was the suburban. Oh, jeez! But wow. somebody must have lost lost a sawhorse in the middle of a. Oh, I was yeah. wondering how am I going to tell the insurance company that I hit a sawhorse? Yeah, when you showed me that picture, Rob, I'm like, that's probably four grand worth of work at least. And then I'm thinking, most insurance companies like sixty percent value of the car is gone. So, right. how fast were you going when you hit it? Uh, probably 70, 75. So that's crazy. So when I hit the deer in my golf, so in my TDI, I was, um, in rural Pennsylvania, Jim Thorpe. Um, and it was like 2 AM after a concert, I was heading out. Um, next day I was going to be doing some, some work on a friend's dad's car and deer just jumped out. And then I, I hit the brakes really hard, but there just wasn't enough room. So I was probably going at that point, 45, you know, 50, maybe, maybe, maybe your deer was bigger. Maybe it was bigger, but my car was way, way more messed up than yours. As I was telling Rob, I said, demons we looked at and we're like, oh, that's on the edge. But I didn't think yours was going to be tough. Yeah. 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 yeah especially since uh, literally. Do you know yet? I, I don't know officially ah. yet, but, um, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that's what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, the, I mean, the surprising thing is, you know, I mean, if somebody buys it at a salvage auction, you know, and yeah. has any ability, and time of their own, I think, you know, if I had the time, I think I could fix the car for between twenty five hundred and three grand. Yeah, I mean, I think you could. We you have could, a you know, I mean, six it, it water pump no that may prove you wrong. <laughs> video. So, yeah, I mean, I will tell you. Remember when when somebody rear-ended me, um, and I had that that sort of Camry-like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, divot in my bumper. There was a two-month wait just to get into a body shop at yeah. that point. And I didn't want to drive around with the Camry bump but in my did. car for that. No, I didn't. I saw it in the back your your your. Uh... Yeah, you you saw it, but literally, <laughs> you know, it happened the week before, and you, you know, days after you saw it, it was gone. But there's a company that sells pre-painted yeah body panels. That's yeah. what I saw was when you bought the bumper. Didn't you yeah. buy a bumper? Yeah, for it? yeah I bought a bumper pre-painted. for it, and you know, pre-painted. The match was perfect. It was five hundred dollars. Yeah. And that was that. I mean, that would have been, you know, $2,000 at a body shop. So uh, I was really happy with that. I absolutely recommend that. Uh, well, sorry to see that happen. I know uh, yeah. that's the last thing you need right now. Right. But, um, yeah. At least you weren't hurt. And neither was Ethan. So the dog wasn't hurt. And you, like I said, you were close to home. Hey, just want to uh, mention those of you that listened to our last podcast, we put up an offer for the newly released PCA Insider decals and we got a ton of response. So if you did respond in the last podcast, we will uh, let you know that because uh, some of them, you know, we can tell your name, but obviously some of you have like screen names. So what we're going to do is just ask you to drop an email, your name and address to podcast at PCA.org and uh, we will get the decals out to you. And for those of you that are hearing this for the first time, 
uh, yes, the decals, if you'd like a pair uh, for the time being, we're going to send out uh, a pair of insider decals. So those of you that comment below, they're very high quality. Uh, they Manny will tell you that uh, they are a little tricky to get the backing off because they don't have that middle split, but it's not too bad. Um, and it'd be really cool to see you guys rock the insider decal. I, I like how Richard Strahota, who's our, our national treasurer, Said uh, Trish wants them. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> He's asking for a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've already sent him four. <laughs> we are now. <laughs> All right. Uh, so other than Deer Hunter, uh, I guess you you weren't with us at Unstock, and we'll get nope. uh, into that in a bit. So, uh, did you work on the car, or did you? Uh, <laughs> I just tried. Stay, just stayed on uh, the work work roles. Yeah, no, I I, I tried. Um, not super hard, but it's one of those things where I, my tools are too big. I have a bunch of wobble bolts uh, or wobble extensions, and um, I needed a smaller quarter drive six mil hex bit mm. to fit into the, this little area where mm -hmm. uh, where I can undo the AC compressor line or the the second of, of two. Um, there's still still not enough room. And it's looking more and more like the way to go just to make sure I don't break anything and to make the actual job of the compressor easier is I'm going to be taking off the plenum and all that. So I'm back at the, well, oh. maybe I'm just going to do the IPD plenum and, and all <laughs> that and it'll be my winter project. So, um, yeah, a little bit, it's a little disheartening, you know, when you can't just fix something nice and easy and quick and you have to spend a bunch of money, but you know, yeah, no, I totally get it. But like I said, you out of, Everyone here at the table is the most patient about it because you'll attack it for a couple hours and then you'll just walk away. I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, attack it for a couple hours, walk away, YouTube, yeah, PlayStation 4, and then, <laughs> then you go back. Yeah. Right. You so know, we easy had... to tell who the one is that doesn't have kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's, that has to do with it. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's, there's a lot of times now, you know, back in the day, I would get stuck on something and I would just kind of like try to plow through it plow through it plow through it and it would just get worse and worse and worse in the past like decade i've kind of learned that if i come to a roadblock let's say it's a bolt or something like that that's hard to get to or is not cooperating i literally will just stop go inside have a cup of coffee maybe watch youtube or something like that and yeah. then come back out to it and more often than not it's like oh here's the solution yeah and i don't know that that's it's worked for me lately because I used to get so frustrated and to yeah. get so torqued up about something not working, and it just made matters worse yeah. if I kept trying. It might not be the quick way, you know, but it's the least stressful way. And you know, um, you know, we, we have garages where we, yeah. you know, we have more than one car. So, you know, for me, fixing a car if it were my only car, yeah, that would be stressful. Yeah. You know, if there's a bolt that I can't get to or whatever, that it has to get done, right? But yeah. You know, the Porsche, it can just sit. You know, I'm a little worried because it hasn't run in a while and I don't like not driving it. Yeah. You know, um, it's not great for those cars. So it's been what, but... since Parade? Um, since you got back from Parade, right? July or August, I think. <coughs> yeah. Because I drove it a little bit before I realized how bad. I just didn't turn the AC on uh. and it was fine. But um, as soon as I saw how bad that compressor had, yeah. the clutch had failed. I, Yeah, so July or August, I think it was probably July. Well, so it's been a while, but you, how many miles are on it now? Almost eighty. So really? I've put that's, I've that's... put almost thirty thousand miles on it since wow. twenty nineteen. Right. That's that's <laughs> kind of early to lose an AC compressor. It is. That's what people have told me. Yeah. Um, compressors don't break, and the clutches can, but the clutches aren't replaceable. Yeah, um, uh, I'm not. wondering. I mean, I've done stuff to that car. You know, I have the underdrive pulley. You know, I have so the lightweight me... flywheel. So I mean, it's possible that. So maybe underdrive pulley ma means makes it turn slower. Slower, but you know I I can't imagine going I can't slower. Of, or would, yeah, or, unless the belt is maybe slightly tighter. I, I don't know. I don't know. My you car's know, maybe... got an underdrive pulley too, and mm -hmm. I literally just replaced the compressor at like two hundred thousand miles. So oh. maybe it's putting some sort of stress well, well, on the compressor. But well, also, no, you, no, you don't, no, no. You, you've only owned the car. Yeah, though, yeah, but you got the car that, that kind of mileage too. Sure, yeah, but put it, like a hundred thousand miles on it. No, car, but I mean, I've know. put uh, I've put twenty on it. So when I talked to um, if you remember, so Steve Steve and Tara Lau, uh, who won uh -huh. at Parades yeah. Autocross, and they have a nine eight seven 
um, they were telling me that they've never seen a compressor go and that that's really strange. But, hmm. you know, that is what it yeah. is. Well, I mean, the good news is yeah. just do what I did. I bought a used compressor for $189. Problem so solved. here's the funny part. Um, I OE, do that. O, o, OE Porsche. <laughs> OE Porsche compressor. fine is $2,500. Right. Yeah. The Denso, which I believe Denso makes it for Porsche, there's probably yeah. some agreement where Denso gets the aftermarket money, yeah. right? They sell it for five fifty. so I just bought the Denso. And yeah, I would yeah, not I would get do. used. Yeah. I would get new. Uh, I, I probably would, like a major part, I typically buy OEM. Um, just, you, you're, okay, so I've already lost the bet with you. I will I will say that <laughs> I lost the bet with you for the 996 because you've kept it longer. But, of course, now the restaurant's probably out of business. Yeah, <laughs> in most cases, you're, in your in your case of buying a used one, it probably makes sense because the car's going to be gone before that particular issue comes back around. But for, for like Manny and I who keeps a car around for a long time, I would. And you, you, you keep a car for oh, a yeah, long time. Oh yeah, I like too. keeping cars. For Usually, a long time. you're you only let go of cars because you've been <laughs> to an accident, totaled or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, getting getting new. That's that's what I would suggest. Yeah. If I were in San Diego, AC delete, but I'm not. So yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It was it, it gets hot in San Diego. Well, wherever, too. wherever it rains, that's where AC is helpful. Not because yeah. it helps with the defogging of the windshields. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, AC is being used in the wintertime in cars. People don't realize it, but right. Right. it's coming on automatically anyhow. Uh, the old cars, you'd have to manually turn it on. I mm -hmm. remember, I think in my 924, it even says in a manual to uh, use the air conditioning once a month to keep the seals yeah, yeah. from mm -hmm. drying out. Yep, turn it but on nowadays, everything uh, is all climate control, so it, it'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, a lot of cars in the Northeast where people don't, use the air conditioning system it goes bad but people like in say houston or something like that that use it all year mm -hmm. round their air conditioning is always like ice cold always works is because it seals and you know the flow and everything yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna need the ac you know come yeah. june in maryland when the summer exactly. feels like bangkok yeah. But uh, mentioning San Diego is a perfect segue because that's yep. where a few of us, Manny, Bogdan, Melanie, and I, and a few thousand PCA members and some very cool cars, we were at HRE headquarters in actually Vista, California. Hey, there's um, my uncle's GT3. Unstock, yes. And he <laughs> was actually there. Because he's parked there, I know he was there early. And uh, he got some great photos oh, before wow. the crowd came. Oh, nice. And, um, I dig yeah, the so I'll let, uh, yeah. I'll let Manny yeah. kind of kick in the, the story of Unstock. Well, first of all, I absolutely hate the San Diego airport. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's... You don't like flying into the – is it still the I approach? didn't say <laughs> – Tell everyone about how I have it, the microphone. Is it not still the horrible. super scary? No, it's pretty bad. You go like over Balboa so they're, they're Park under construction. and like through downtown and you can wave to the people in the Marriott. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one you land. But uh, yeah. they're under construction. They're rebuilding Terminal oh, 1, I think. I and see. So, uh, but the first time we encountered this was one of our site visits. No, actually, it was... Uh, it was um, <laughs> He's been dying to tell the world It was Work this. for Union because <laughs> we had to connect through uh, from San Jose down to San Diego. Then we were taking a direct... To uh to Baltimore, and uh, you have to leave the one terminal, the security area, and go back security again. Oh you really? Do. I you thought do. I was like a space cadet. It wasn't paying do. attention because wow. I'm Cause looking no and suddenly I can see the sidewalk, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I love the security area. <laughs> oh crap, I got to go through security yeah. again. Manny accidentally so, crossed the border. <laughs> so I, wow. I, I go back in line and uh, get through again. And I feel really stupid, you know. So I, I get to the terminal, and Rob and Ron Gordon are there. And uh, so I was saying, well, I'm not going to say anything about me and my stupidity leaving the secure area. Yeah. And uh, Rob Gordon comes up. He goes, can you believe that? You have to leave the security. He goes, I bought two sodas, not realizing that you had to leave security. So he had to throw the two sodas away. Oh, of course, he had to go back in. Yeah, yeah. He bought them for the flight, not the drink yeah, there. The $20 soda. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyways, um, I look forward to San Diego for your new airport. But right now. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. And they have like. This little terminal where they try to squeeze as many gates as possible in a circle. In a circle yeah. with with like one place that sells like drinks and water. It's you know how you know how you know even the people that work there knows it's bad. You know what they do, and we noticed this when we went on our site visit. So you know when there's a construction area, they kind of drape this like nylon on the mm -hmm. on the um, the fences, so you don't see what's happening on the other side. It's like you know an opaque yep. nylon. Anyways. 
on each panel, they manually went and put a happy face on every one of them. Like every 10 <laughs> feet, there's a happy face to hopefully reverse whatever experience <laughs> it, you're having inside. Do anything. <laughs> it didn't do anything for Manny. So uh, um, HRE is about, what, an hour from uh, the San 40, Diego 40, airport? 30, 45, 45, 45 minutes. Depending on traffic. 45 minutes. Depending on traffic. Depending well, well on here's traffic. the thing. So I had a friend who lived near so, San Marcos in Escondido, went to school 35 minutes in the morning, 45 at night. So it yeah. can't be an hour. Yeah, it's not now. It's like yeah. 45 minutes. Well, maybe yeah. with Melanie and Boo driving, it was an hour. No. <laughs> what? 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 I wasn't even with you to the airport. You can't blame me this time. We, we were, you were driving last time. Um, anyways, uh, so it's north of, uh, north of San Diego, um, and it's in an industrial uh, park area, which was perfect for us because on a Sunday, obviously, uh, industrial parks are pretty much dead. And uh, so we got there Friday, and we started our setup, and we had a... It's the skeleton crew there, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to lay out all the parking spots, use measurements, and uh, to a, the passerby, it probably, they probably thought we didn't know what we were doing, but we actually had a pretty good plan. Game plan. And it worked out uh, scarily so well that uh, a big shout-out to, I guess they were all San Diego region volunteers. San I know Diego. Monica was uh, not seen Orange County. Ca- she's Orange, uh, County. Orange Coast. So, Orange Coast, okay. Yeah. Um, but there was uh, at least the ones that came to help me with parking. Phenomenal job. Yeah. I just showed them one time where we were going to park the cars. So we put little pieces of tape on the floor and on the um, parking lot. And that's all they needed was uh, just the one direction. And uh, we got the cars in so fast that we were actually sitting, standing around waiting for the cars to come to us. Yeah. Because we parked them so well. So we parked about. 35 maybe 40 cars inside and then the rest we had outside we picked some what we thought were those cool looking cars cooler than the ones uh, that you normally see on the inside and then we had 120 some on the outside it was a very good vibe it uh it was just us obviously in this uh, whole parking area behind owns behind hre in front of hre hre is huge it's a factory and uh hre folks uh Patrick and Alan, they gave everyone free reign to walk around and look at everything. So there wasn't tours because you just go exploring your own. And I was really surprised at how many people had never been there before mm-hmm. that were local. I mean, they would get out of their cars inside the warehouse because we were parking cars inside a factory, look up, and they were like, oh, my God, this place is huge. And then they realized that on the shelves is wheels. All these shiny <laughs> things that they're looking at are wheels. Thousands uh, of wheels. Yeah, yeah they were um, millions of dollars very, worth of inventory. Very impressed. So it was a great uh great vibe. Uh, shout out to Melanie. She did a great job organizing the uh the logistics. Although I did have to uh correct her in her parking skills because she tried to help out because a lot of we tried to get the people parking inside an hour earlier and then we the idea being park everyone inside and the people parking outside would show up but our, our, our favorite PCA members, of course, always show up one mm-hmm. to two hours earlier than they're supposed to. So we started having a long line of people parking outside waiting to be parked. So Melanie started parking them. And all the work we did, lying, laying out these lines. <laughs> I saw that I saw that correction in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, it was only four cars into the parking. Yeah. When I realized she wasn't parking within the lines, she yeah. uh, was creating her own, her own parking. So the volunteers caught it and reparked the people and uh, – yeah, and Craig, that's Craig that's Kugler, the thing. Our is, executive vice president was there, and he was helping out with the outdoor parking. We 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 get into a location typically a day or two early, um, and we do, you know, here we don't have grass to count, but we do count the blades of grass to know exactly where we're going to position the cars. Because the more time we spend on prepping how the car is going to be parked, have a vision for how things go, um, the day of the event, things just go much smoother. And this was clearly an example of how that happened. And uh, we have the spacing right. So people, when they open their doors, are comfortable. Or, or when they're walking you know, through one of the main areas, that we leave enough room. Uh, Manny and Boggs kind of joined uh, uh, forces to talk about how cars should be positioned inside so that they would look the most beautiful for photos. Um, we actually drove a bigger we drove one of our rental cars uh in the facility so that we could get a better understanding like how easy would it be to put a car in this spot in some spots you know just walking it you think oh we can just drop a car within this row but actually if you were to drive it there were some that we had to forego and say no we're not going to put a car there because it's going to take someone 20 tries to try to position a car so all that makes a difference when you've got 
crowds of cars coming in. You want efficient parking. You want beautiful parking. Um, shout out to Ilko too, because he came out early to tape really every nose of all the cars parked there had a spot so that uh, it wasn't by happenstance that the cars were lined up really nicely and in perfect location. And as Manny said, the volunteers picked up on it right away, did a fantastic job. And the reward is hopefully you're watching it on YouTube where you'll see it in future panorama uh, features. And uh, also on Instagram, we've got some gorgeous photos of the cars and of the people uh, and at the a huge thank you to, to the folks from HRE who um, basically just left us alone in the in their factory oh, on yeah. Saturday, and we just um, you know went to town measuring and uh, taping everything. And uh, uh, those people uh, came on the day off, obviously, uh, who were there. They were they were pretty much hanging out waiting for us to finish so they could lock everything up. But wow. uh, yeah, they were. Uh, wait, so, there were there was never something where they said no, you can't park it there. Yeah, no, yeah. they they pretty much rolled out the red carpet for us and gave us full access. And I think Manny recalls this too. Alan uh, and Patrick, the executives at uh, HRE, probably paid us the biggest compliment without even knowing it. Um, they they put together a cars and coffee like once a, once a year, I believe, mm-hmm. and it's a huge turnout. And so they know what it takes to you know organize all of this. And so. When Alan and Patrick were telling their employees that PCA was going to come, their employees had no idea of what we are capabilities. And they were actually kind of worried. They're like, is PCA going to be able to do this? And and Alan and Patrick, they've been to our events. They know how methodical we are. They're like, oh, PCA's got it. PCA's got it. And, um, you know, at the end of the event, you know, they both said our employees were so impressed because they weren't sure how this would go. And they said, the the crowd the management of parking the cars the quality of the cars and the quality of the people they didn't have to worry about you know people running around doing things that they shouldn't be i mean they they left everything open and uh so that was the biggest compliment somebody asked me goes how do you get parked inside i said it's kind of like getting picked on twit on uh what's it tinder (laughs) i was gonna say twitter tinder uh send us in your best photo and i said just get uh you put a good photo of your car and uh, odds are, if it looks good, then you're going to get in the uh, pick to be in what the preferred section the section we show off. So you're telling me I need to post my car to Tinder. <laughs> if, things, if things aren't working, then yes, that may, uh, that, that may work. But yeah, it was. Uh, um, so there, there were some beautiful cars, as you would expect, some um, outlaw cars. Uh, there were two career GTs with different colors. Uh, of course, there were RWBs. They were all wraps. Singers. No career GTs yeah. were wraps. Those, those two were wraps? The that, wraps. Like Gulf Blue CGT was a wrap? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So I was there, obviously. Is it a distribution center, or do they do actual manufacturing? Manufacturing. They do manufacturing, manufacturing and distribution. And distribution. Yeah, because I know the wheels are made yeah. in California. That's their manufacturing mm-hmm. place. So mm-hmm. you actually got to have a look at the oh, yeah. manufacturing They were running operation? machines during the show. Yeah. Wow. HRE's been doing that That's... for, I remember before I started working at PCA, I went to a, one, the yearly show, the yearly I think show. in 2012 or 2013. They've been doing it for a long time. And yeah, they just let people are, walk are they in actually, and do whatever. Are they actually forging parts there or are they just assembling? Uh, no. So they get they get like pie plates that are okay. forged and then they're, they're milling them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Which a lot so of people it's got not a see. hot yeah. factory. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Gotcha. It's just a, a, lot, a ton of CNC machines. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. are... Uh, that are running. Wow. And that's what they say when you say custom wheels because they're making them custom for your car, uh, the offset and, and, and whatnot. It's, uh, wow. And they get behind the scenes. So we got there on Friday. We was right out there. He got there the day before. But uh, Melanie Bogdan and I got there on Friday morning around 1030 or more 1130. One time we got up to uh, the HRE. Then we got lunch and spent the whole rest of the day marking the outside spots. Tape, 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 tape. A lot of tape. Tape, and, measure, uh, tape, measure, tape, measure. And then re, re, re-pull up the tape, go this didn't work, and uh, re-put down tape. And Anyway, so uh, Saturday, um, we decided to take a little break, and we went to a Cars and Coffee, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, was very cool. And, and what Was, was it Rancho it? Santa Fe? Rancho Santa Fe, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Beautiful yeah. area. Well, I mean, I, I love the diversity, the turnout. You've got a bunch of 356s. Everything. And a bunch of E1 Cayennes. Uh, everything. You know, I, I love that. The, the two things that we 
notable changes that we did to Unstock this year was we offered corral parking, which I think was great for those of people that wanted to come to Unstock, but they had a pretty stock vehicle. There was, I would say, what, maybe 100 spaces, maybe 100 spaces for corral. Yeah, there was. A, well, I mean, something yeah, like there, that. There, there, there was a, there was no parking issues no. Um, at, at all because there was so much. Uh, the whole business park is shut down on yeah. Sunday, so there's tons. Of I, I love area. the way it's grown since the the yeah. first one. I mean, honestly, it looks like there are more food trucks at this one than there were cars at the first one. I mean, this oh, yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it was good. Um, the other thing that we changed up is in the past we've sort of um, provided like you know uh, car placards on the front of it and instead what we did was together with the uh hang hang tags for the participants we included the unstock uh decals <laughs> like really nice decals yeah. and they got them in white and in black and it was so cool to see so many unstock decals on the cars and um, i think they'll stay for quite a time and uh it'll be a thing and the biggest surprise was this gentleman rolled up mm -hmm. from arizona and he actually had Unstock for his license Vanity plate. Nice. I was like, oh, that's did so he, cool. To did they see. give him the, the umlauts for the? <laughs> no, they didn't. But it was cool. Uh, there it is right there from so Arizona. He's got to paint him one there. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And his that's car cool. definitely was an Unstock well, car. Well, the great thing is, too, I've seen just in the photos, you know, there's some cars that uh, were at the first one. The, that oh. olive green 964, I think. Oh, there are people Tom's that were car? proud to say that yeah. they went to all three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was uh, there 964 again? you're talking about? Yeah. That wasn't the same one. Oh, that wasn't. Mm -mm. I thought that was. Uh, I don't think it was. I, I, um, in tracking it, there's not a whole lot of repeat because really? we switched areas. Yeah. Even though it's in L.A. or Southern L.A. or it's, you would think you would get a lot of repeat, yeah. but you don't. It's. Uh, it's like I was surprised how many people had not been to HRE. Mm -hmm. I was just assumed everyone had been to HRE since nope. they're in the area, but that wasn't the case. A lot of them had not been to. Especially with their big open house, so yeah. So I, think I mean, that, that made HRE happy because they weren't getting people who had already been to their facility. How far were people? I mean, I assume this was Orange County, LA County, San Diego. It was I mean, San Diego County. It was just North San County, San Diego. No, I know, but I mean, the the people who showed. Oh, up. people came oh, from right. yeah. People yeah. came down from LA for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So I picked a couple of photos just to describe some of the more more radical Unstock cars uh, that were there, and here's a. Um, I think it's a 964 with some green and orange highlights, a special speedster lid on it, uh, decked out interior. Uh, that was pretty wild. Um, there was a, there's a couple other ones. Oh, this one here, West Coast Customs. Thank Our, God they got that done before yeah. you showed up here. So West Coast Customs, uh, <laughs> where we were at last year, they came to support us again, and they brought a 996 that they had an artist's Paint graffiti, graffiti the car. Oh wow, it's not a wrap. No, that's wow. that's, that's straight up. Well, here's graffiti. the best part, Rob. Melody tells me she goes when we're looking at the map, like a couple days before we leave. She says, "Uh, and this is where they're going to be uh, spray. They're going to do doing the graffiti." And I said, well, "Do you mean with like paint cans?" <laughs> and she says, "Yeah, we'll put it in the corner." I'm like, and I permitted. You know, I'm trying to catch my breath because I'm thinking, you know, how much overspray that can produce, especially yeah. if it's a little bit windy. Yeah. And uh, she's like, no, no, we're going to put it in the corner. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I was like, because uh, I remember the parade when I painted the interior of my, my race car. Yeah. You would have thought that I was committing a crime against humanity. And that was with the doors closed. We were inside just killing brain cells. Right. Here they're going to plan to do the whole car on the outside. Um, so luckily, thankfully they did do that. Yeah, she told me like the day before she said, oh, she said they got, they got the uh, – Car done already, so they're not going to be like, repeating. I mean, it. they got it done within hours because when they rolled it, when they wow. opened the trailer for it, I mean, you could smell the paint yeah. was fresh. Well, I mean, let's cool face look. it too. In in our world, the bar for crimes against humanity is pretty low. Yes. I mean, <laughs> remember when I posted pictures of my kids eating Doritos? The, the, the tough the thing of... about this is people think it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. you would think yeah. no one's going to actually paint their car. That's a wrap, but that was a. Uh... That's a car that they purchased last year yeah, for Unstock. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I think the artist didn't show up last time. We're right, right exactly. Something yeah. came up that, that they had planned to do this last year at the uh, event. So, they, yeah, West Coast brought out three other cars. Yep. Wow. That is Toyo Tires, our official tire sponsor for Unstock, came out in full force. They brought their big transporter. They brought this wild-looking spider that has been showcased at SEMA. And uh, it's got a, it, I don't know what, I didn't get to see the power plant, but the interior is crazy, like crafted with tufted leather. And is it electric? No, no, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's gas or okay. internal combustion. 
I mean, it, they brought uh, they brought two Overlander Cayennes, and they also brought uh, two RWBs. One of which the RWB uh, RWB belongs to Brian Scott of Hoonigan. And Brian stayed there the whole day. I didn't. Oh, nice. I was, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't realize he was there. Yeah. Oh, I would have yep. met him. Yep. He was there. He was hanging at the Toyo booth. People were walking up to him, getting photos. He owns uh, not this black RWB, but the uh, the white, white one. For those of you that aren't familiar with RWB, that's uh, Nakai San Rough World uh, Super. Kind of started the trend of flaring out, making. There was four of them. Yeah, there was three yeah. air cold, and then the one nine nine seven. Would it be fair to say that they're slightly polarizing? <laughs> they are polarizing. I, for one, I like them in terms of like how how crazy they are. I know people don't like them because they're cutting up good hmm. cars, but you know, to each what's, their own. What's more polarizing, EVs or RWBs? Ooh. What do you think would get our members more worked up? I think EVs. Me too. Yeah, I think yeah, EVs are right. Polarizing. I like the look of RWBs. Would I do it to my car? Probably not if I won like uh, Mega Millions and I had a lot of cars. I would definitely have an RWB in the collection. So I like I like the mild RWBs because I love the reason why I have my turbo look is because I love the wide fenders. Yeah. And so when they make the fenders wide, like I like it, but I don't. I'm I'm not. They have their. I like that look. Yeah. I like that look a lot. Yeah. I mean that because because I also like a GT2. GT2. Yeah. Exactly. Like my favorite Porsche is a GT2. The RSR look. That is not the craziest RWB that I've ever seen. That is the middle one. Yeah. That's not the super wide. The super wide one looks like steamrollers on the on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Anyways, that one's rocking a Unstock decal right there across the back lid. So just that was just cool to see, you know. And hopefully people will um, keep them on the cars. Of course, beautiful Singer ha- was there. Yeah. Uh, the details of that car and the color um, looks very mild compared to an RWB. But I think when you look at uh, these cars, uh, this is the, the the one that I didn't know. And this one actually, um, there's two of them. Kega. Kega is how do you pronounce it? Kega, Kega. is a brand... Um, I, I dare I say singer like like they're trying to oh yeah it. I mean it's uh, no, uh... they're making a name for themselves they're out of Germany <laughs> including the price including <laughs> the price I think what they're trying to do is um, offer these cars at a quicker turnaround yes yeah, you know, yeah. then look at those singer. look at those wheels cookie cutter yes style. cookie oh, cutter that inspired that's cool. exactly so we did the summary video and yeah, I said cookie yeah. cutter inspired wheels How cool I is that? I like that very that cool right yeah, so that that's a normally cool. aspirated the Targa. The turbo like 3.8, one. and then the turbo is right behind it, 3.6 turbo. Mm, the yeah. turbo behind is actually the one that won. And they're uh, based best on the 993 chassis. Yeah. yeah. That didn't win best. That's Scotto's. No, no, that's no. not Scotto's. No, that one's actually like a pearl. You can't, It's hard to see, so but this, that's the RWB. And this pearl. guy, uh, we were having dinner on Saturday night, and he texts me, and he says, hey, yeah, is there any room? I'd like to bring my car. And we just had a cancellation on the inside. Yeah. So I said, well, send me a photo of your car. And as soon as he sent that, I showed it to Vu. I'm like, we're going to put this car yeah, inside. As soon as Manny <laughs> told me that car was coming, I knew exactly where I was going to place it. I knew exactly where I was going to place it. Don't expect to get inside at the last minute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah if you have yeah. a uh, special car, odds are uh, we'll find a cool Next spot for Next photo, oh, the a Carrera GT that was wrapped, uh, uh, rocking HRE wheels. We've seen that car at uh, a SEMA as well. Very cool looking, like baby blue career GT. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yep. Now, this one here is Strosec. a car. Yeah, so uh, this, just, you know, this I, car. Honestly, I was just going to invoke like Strosek and Gambala saying that, you know, I think RWB cars are going to age a lot better than the, you know, the this wild car here, cars of our youth. For those of you that weren't looking at hot rodded, you know, 993s, 964s yeah, back in the can't. 90s. Strosek and Anziano Bad Boys. I think they were out of Southern yeah. California. These conversions where they made these fenders that, with little, like almost little like naked mole rat headlights. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I remember. I, I, no, I, I can't. I remember seeing those and going, "Man, only the rich can." If they have don't total like your that. BMW. You should do that to your BMW. <laughs> I should do the Strosek headlights. Strosek. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. Yeah. I, very <laughs> cool to see it out there. Um, <laughs> You know, that was also wide bodied and hard top and cool to see that they're around because when was the last time you saw a Strosek? In I, person? I don't know if I've ever. Yeah. Maybe I've seen there one in person. There were a lot of them back in the day. Not. I don't know what happened to That's all not of them. the one that went to jail or got. Oh, that was Gambella, wasn't it? Gambella. 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 Yeah. Gambella. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Had, did uh, he get killed or did he go to jail? He did. Or? I should have gone to jail. He didn't just go to for jail, cars, but, he got but I think yeah. it was for something else. Yeah. Something else about. I'm sure it'll be a Netflix movie about him. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's a lot of stories, actually. There's, um, I could be wrong, but there was South Africa mob oh, connections. Yeah. It's and, definitely Netflix. And, and yeah. Potentially money laundering. Um, oh, I'm shocked. Hey, Robert, can you pull up the photo of the like fighter pilot? It's a red 911 with the seats uh, front to back. I told Here him, you I go. Told him that this Rob's one was this one to cover between this one and the 914 that looked kind of like a DeLorean. Those two cars win the most modified cars. What, I what, would, what I am would, I looking at? Here? I would pick the. Uh, like I think the canopy. The, let's 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 uh, let's have Rob describe it since he wasn't there. What are we looking at, Rob? We're looking at like a what I guess the Italians would call a monoposto 911, uh-huh. you know, a single seat 911 with what appears to be not a single it's seat, a du- it's not a, a two seater, like a fighter. Oh, oh yeah, if you look, okay. it's got the, okay. It's so it's wow. like an F-14. Yes. So you've got like the the pilot and the 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 radar intercept or the Rio guy behind him. Yep. And literally a backseat driver. Yeah. Right. It almost looks like the uh, the rear wing. No, like they, no wait. They, is, they found a B-10 era Formula One yeah. wing and is, just stuck it on the back. Is the rear seat guy open? Does the canopy just cover the, the pilot? Not that. That's not I, even I a canopy. It's only a windshield. It's only a windshield. It doesn't it's go only, over okay, the, so, okay, the pilot. Okay, so it's not like, okay. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it, crazy. It is San Diego. You don't need a cover for that. So yeah. you could you nice. could like mount a you know like a fifty caliber machine gun. I would love to. I would love to do a one mile review of that. That would be that would sweet. be crazy. Do you have? Are there any other photos of it? I mean, I got to get a profile of this. There's thing. there's there's quite a few. I mean, it definitely was an attention grabbing car. Wow. Um, yeah, was the license plate Y two K rod? Yeah. Or looks Y2K. like one of the dive plane yeah. that supports that's a, is covering something up. That's but. incredible. Pretty wild. Um, Man, did you see the um, the DeLorean looking 914? Did you get yeah, a close look at that? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty well. That looked like that a looked lot incredible of incredible metalwork. Hand, yeah, a lot of incredible. It hand. had a some kind of uh, American V8 in it. Oh, that sounded crazy. great. Uh, I, you know what? I don't. I've I, seen that before. I don't. It's been around like for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure wow. I've seen that before. It it's like really well done, it, Rob. It, it's uh, Rob. It's like someone knows that knows their knows their yeah. work in metalwork. That's really impressive. I mean, yeah. honestly, it was so wide too. It's like yeah. a like a Ferrari Testarossa meets like a Shalon 914. That car would have been for if if we had like a ultimate Unstock yeah. award. I think that car would have been a contender just because of I can I can just see that thousands of hours that's so what my favorite though that is that's really impressive. which one was your favorite the uh, uh, the electric the targa the electric, no, targa. The electric uh yeah the electric targa i told everyone i said uh um i i would love to have the guy i'm gonna see if i can approach i think it'd be a tech tactics episode because he's not selling a kit or anything mm-hmm. he's just a guy who decided to uh, uh do it himself. obviously he knows what he's doing but he do it yourself electric 911 that he um trans uh posed a uh a Tesla motor with Tesla batteries. Yeah. So uh, he's, it has the capability to be a regen. Um, and he came from Arizona, was it, or oh, I'm not New sure. Mexico or something? So it's it's a it's a G body maybe Targa mm-hmm. with like roof bumpers and it looks it looks Unstock just from the outside alone. Yeah. But then when you lift the hood, it's like all electric. There's nothing telling you it's electric. Yeah. You see it coming at you. Yeah. If you look from the bottom, you see this like compartment where the muffler would be. Yeah, and that's where the motor is. Um, but it's uh, very stock looking, and even the gauges he had them redone uh, so they would give uh, information that an electric car would have. But um, they look they look stock. Yeah, wow, two hundred mile range. And he did a well, wow. he did he that's did like impressive. a nine eight seven. He took interior parts from a nine eight seven because he needed an like automatic a, a tiptronic. Yeah. He needed a mm-hmm. shifter, sure. so he grafted some of that he did a really good job again it's super impressive i mean you open the front himself. trunk and it looks like a spaghetti maze of wiring <laughs> uh but yeah the guy knows his stuff um it was uh you'll see you'll see it in the uh recap video. the funny thing he was like the second car to come into the what i call the warehouse uh, building yeah uh, where they didn't have any manufacturing this had racks and racks of uh wheels and he was only the second car and he goes man he goes i hope people come over here yeah i'd love to show my car and two hours later when i walked by there was Tons of people oh, yeah. around his car. Every time I walk by, there were tons of people around his Always car. Always a crowd. You know, right. asking questions. Because, of course, people say, well, if he could do it, I could probably do this. No, you can't. <laughs> but, I mean, that's yeah. so impressive. I mean, the difference between people who can change parts and people who can fabricate yeah. is is incredible. So, wow. That is Yes, that, that, was, uh, that was actually uh, going to be featured in our video that we're... Uh, that we filmed. Yeah, look for that um, soon. If yep. you're hearing, if you're listening to the podcast now, we're hoping that this week the video will be out. 
Hopefully yeah. by tomorrow. So thanks again to uh, HRE, all of our sponsors, um, all that came out. It was also very nice to see people, you know, mention Panorama, the podcast, you know, take pictures with us because one, they, a lot of people knew about my heart condition and wished me well and all that stuff. So it was, it was great to be together with everyone. Um, I know we have something new that's going to roll out, but before I talk about that, maybe we'll throw up the newsletters and uh, encourage folks if you aren't already signed up for eBreak News, Mark Fresh News, and Performance News, head over to PCA.org and uh, sign up there. Again, if this is the first time you're listening, if, if you would like a PCA or a Porsche Club Insider decal, just throw us a comment down below and uh, send a note to podcast at PCA.org and we'll make sure we get a set out to you. And of course, always like, comment, and subscribe. That helps us with the algorithm and just gets our word out there. So speaking of new things that will be coming out soon, Rob, um, there's this little site that you uh, work, you and Robert and some of the crew here at uh, HQ work so hard on. Renbo, I mean, honestly, can you believe that the site is is going on five years old? Is that right? June of 2019. Wow. So, um, you know, June of 24, it's five years. So 2019 um, was that long ago? <laughs> yeah. Well, Yes, <laughs> sad to say, but yeah. So I mean, it was due for a pretty significant. Well, Robert, refresh. what did the what did the front of the website say? I, I went by too quick. Go back, see, Robert. Let's see, we go back. The color color of a car is more about okay. Aesthetics. The color of a car is so for those they're listening or watching this the first time. I'm seeing this too. Really? Yeah. Well, you don't let the colorblind guy give input. So <laughs> well, of course, we can need your technical advisor to it. So. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, the user interface is all new. Um, you know, it's there's more of a focus on how it renders on mobile devices this time around. It loads a lot faster. The search functions are more robust. Um, there's a better image upload system to it. You can um, allow people to edit their images a lot like you do on, on Instagram. Um, so I think uh, the database is up to about almost 14,000. 14,000 images, 700 colors. Nice. Um, and it, it grows by probably, you know, five or six images every day. I mean, it really is um, pretty amazing. The amount of traffic that it gets is impressive. Um, and uh, there's a tie-in now with the Mart. So if there is, uh, you know, um, uh, Speed Yellow car mm -hmm. on the Mart, and you happen to be looking at Speed Yellow in, in Renbo, well, it'll serve up, you know, all the Speed Yellow cars. Mm -hmm sale on the mart so lots of really significant and cool upgrades to it thank you very much robert forsyth for all the hard work and uh you know on to the mart next. and michael too michael our our uh our our newest one of our newest team members he's also yeah uh yep keyed in all the details for this so yeah everybody is is i think justifiably so what's, proud what's, of, uh, i'm gonna get we're gonna get asked this question what is the rarest color you know, I, I don't think there is one rarest color, but I mean, from every generation of car, we can point to colors that so are kind of 75 uh, with uh, five pecans. Mythical. Lido Gold um, is an early. Well, we uh, saw that at the works this year. 911 color. Yeah, there was a Lido Gold car, but that is a super, super rare color. Um, Murano Green. Caramel Brown. I've never heard of that. Right. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it's a 3-2 Carrera color. What color do you, you see that as? See. Do you see that as caramel? I probably would have thought it was salmon or something. Oh. Yeah. Mainly because I wouldn't think anybody would make a color that of my yeah. favorite candy. <laughs> my <Yeah>. favorite candy. <laughs> but, you know, um, maraschino red, the 944 color. I, I've never seen one of those. Um, uh, Reseda green, the 924 we color. Should have a, we should have a contest and see in one year who can t have their picture taken next to the most fire bucket paint cars. Oh. Right. Or, you know, honestly, um, you know, when I win the lottery, I think just an entire collection of nothing but five, five paint, paint cans. I think this contest will be quicker than we can yeah. win the lottery. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I love that. Receda Green. I mean, it's a one-year-only 924 color that came from, you know, you might see an Audi Fox. Is that a little goldish? Because it looks gold. Yeah. yeah, it's, greenish gold. It's, yeah. Like, it's a lot like Peridot, the, the leader yeah. Yeah. color. Yeah. But, um, you know... Uh, there were uh, 924 colors remain the Audi colors, and that's a color that you might see in Audi Fox, yeah. you know, in the the mid 70s. So, so if I had a paint to sample allocation, I would go yellow. straight to the five paint can 
color chart here and probably pick one from there. Yeah. Summer yellow. I've uh, seen that. Yeah. It's a, you know, I think 87 and maybe 88 only, uh, color. It was the, I think the first real yellow that Porsche offered in about 10 years or so. Wow. And, uh, you remember yeah. Bill Caldwell and Mary Hill? Mm -mm. At the first settlers, uh, they had yeah. one in summer had yellow one. in SC. Yeah. yeah beautiful, yeah. uh, Concord. Wow. Yeah, it looks a lot like the early '70s color light yellow that you'd see on a lot of uh, 27RSs. But when's this going live? Uh, in the next week or so. I think we're still getting like the final sign off for it, right? Yeah, still getting okay. the final sign off. We're doing you know a few tweaks here and there, but um, yeah, no, it's a I, great place to visit. Just if, like, especially if you're, you know, getting ready to order a car, and like I said, if you have a chance to possibly have a paint a sample you go here and man yeah, just or just imagination out for, for hours crazy. with it the one thing that we did save from the previous iteration was the the color chip page which is basically you know all the colors displayed mm -hmm. um and sort of an infinite scroll and that obviously was designed to look like the color brochures that that Porsche right. offered in the back in the day very cool and of course this is optimized <laughs> now for you know, you know, when people look up Porsche colors, you know, Rainbow kind of gets served up first. Yeah. 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 So the SEO, that was one of the improvements that, that Robert made. It was doing really well mm -hmm. from a search engine optimization standpoint previously, but now it's, you know, be it's, it's going to be next level. So, you know, you should have no trouble finding images of, of, of colors that you're looking for. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking to do a PTS car, this yeah. is where I'd go first. You know, you know what I saw? And this is, do this we, is kind, before this we is, get off the topic, yeah. do we all have a favorite color? We've never talked about that around Ooh, the table. Favorite color. Oh man. Viper green is probably my favorite color. I think I like the original color that club Blau was based on. Before the was that acid it, or Mexico? The, the acid blue. Acid. No, no. So, so the, the original color that Club Blau is based on is voodoo blue. No, acid blue. Voodoo <laughs> blue. My friend, you had a stent put in. You forgot this. I'm pretty sure it's a shade I am darker 100%, than. 100%. I will bet my car acid blue. I'm so glad I asked I'm this. I'm pretty question. sure it was voodoo blue. No, you like voodoo blue, but it's acid blue. All right, let's call Boris later. <laughs> well, we actually, will get the results of this in the next podcast. Just text him now. I'm pretty um, sure it was voodoo I mean, blue. It's... A shade darker than voodoo blue. So uh, right, for what about me, you, I'm just going to go. Um, I favorite? love Club Blau, but since, I mean, that's so predictable. But I'll say Club Blau, Aero Blue, Voodoo Blue, all those, that sort of yeah. shade. That's yeah. that's what I'm all about. Yeah. Yeah. I should say Club Blau since I, I'm the one who named the name yeah, Club right. Blau. I'm going to bring this up to see if it's... I'm pretty sure it's Acid Blue as well, but I'm not going to... Let's see. I'd be curious for those of you that are listening, what's your favorite color? Take a look at Rembo or uh, just share with us oh, your favorite color. Arrow blue or Mexico blue. Arrow blue. Continental orange is good. I saw Albert blue this weekend, and Albert blue is really nice yeah, too. It, is. it yeah. all depends too on the car that it's on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Porsche's always done blues really well. Mm -hmm. You know, even the. Uh, the metallics, like the, and I think, the Boxster, I think, a zenith blue, yeah. nice color. I think blues also oh, don't, they, blue they don't they don't go in and out of yeah. favor like other colors, like yeah. like Ruby Star. I think Ruby Star is in favor right now, but there's a time there will be a time where Ruby Star is not because it's just so like polarizing, right? But blues always are in style. Yeah, well, I mean, we could we could talk for hours about some of the most polarizing colors they've ever done. Cassis red. You yeah, because these red is kind of along the lines of Ruby Star, where yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. Right now it's super cool, but I don't know how long yeah. that stays. No, like Matt the browns. Barra is a big fan of Cassis. What about red? the browns? Right. Uh, some of the browns are really good. Rosewood uh, is metallic brown. I had yeah. a rosewood 911 SC. It's a Sounds it's a like nice a cologne. Color. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm like gonna a, like a cheap rosewood. Cologne. But um, no, I mean, some of the browns, I mean, sepia for a long time, you know, the only thing people do with a sepia brown car is paint it guards red. And now people are appreciating that color. I just yeah. saw a, uh, on Instagram, a sepia brown 992 GT3. Ooh. It was a uh, wow. PTS, uh, somebody that must have just came out of the factory because one of the accounts I follow, they must work for Porsche because anything unusual they'll post. And I think that's a very polarizing color. Someone yeah. will either really love it or, really or people really it. don't want it. But, yeah. I mean, 
you know, is brown bitter chocolate was another brown mm. that is a little bit more reddish brown that you know is really actually I think pretty handsome on a mid year nine eleven. All right, so let's talk about some video. Oh, a video that was dropped recently was the M four ninety one that you got to drive. Yep, it was an eighty three Carrera Cabriolet Turbo Look. It was owned by uh, Porsche's um, Porsche AG's CEO back who started in nineteen eighty one, I believe, Peter Schutz. Um, so he's the guy who came in, realized that Porsche was going to be axing the 911 and replacing it with the 928 in a few years. And he said, no, we're going to keep building the 911. And the 911 Carrera 3.2, which was sold from 84 to 89, um, was the car that he saved. And uh, so this 1983 version is a pre-production model. Um, And uh, I had a feeling uh, his daughter, Lori, is a, a, a big-time club member, and I was wondering if she'd watch the video. And uh, she did. She commented. She emailed. And uh, in comments, you'll see um, she says that he specced out any car that he ordered from Porsche. He specced it out himself. So he chose all these options. You know, the probably wasn't called Alcantara back then, but the faux suede on the dashboard was I don't think I've ever really seen that all that much or at all on, on Carrera 3.2s, the M491 watt wide body, the full leather interior. So it was also painted in – so Porsche said it was painted in silver rose metallic, which was only the 944 Turbo 944, S, right? yeah. which came several years later. Yeah. Um, Lori said it was painted actually something else. So I'm not sure if Porsche has it right or uh, wrong. That does not look like silver rose metallic because I don't see – the hint of rose in it that looks more like the um ah oh, shoot gray no it's like a it's like a bronze yeah, like a, not having no, a silver not rose 944 turbo s right next to us um i, I was not able but I, I, I trusted porsche and um let's see i'm gonna bring up the video comments real quick just to see what Lori so, said it's interesting if you go back to for people new to the porsche brand or fairly new you got to go back to 1983 because this is the first year that Porsche has a convertible 911. I know they've been around forever now, so everyone thinks they've been making them all along. But it took until 1983 before they had a cabriolet. Mm-hmm. And this is after generations of 356s that were all cabriolets. There was a long time that the Targa was as good as you could get for open-air driving. So in 83, they come out with the SC, a single-year cabriolet. And then from that point on, they continue building uh, these cabriolets. So this car had to have really stuck out at yeah. the time because you just didn't see a convertible yeah. 911. And it would have been an SC Cabriolet. SC it wouldn't have been a Carrera. Yep. It wouldn't yeah, have been a wide your, body. It's a pre-production you drove, right? Exactly. So yeah. pre-production. Um, but later, you know, the 84 to 89, you know, you couldn't get the SC cab in a wide. I don't even think you can get a turbo look on a Coupe SC, right? 85, was it? Or when was the first 84 year? was 84. 84. 84. Yeah. In the U.S. or? I think coupes uh, I and think Cabriolets world, were different. When the... I think worldwide, I don't. Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to look. Yeah, but, but I definitely know they were in '84. They had turbo looks. Yeah. So I just looked up the email. So what Lori is saying, and I'm, I'm inclined to believe her, <laughs> um, since she knows the car so well. But rose quartz metallic is what she said the color is. Hmm. So it's either silver rose, like Porsche said, or rose quartz metallic. Um, no, overall, you know, I, I drove this. Immediately after a 911 S Targa 1971, which is a, a, another one mile review that we have what on t- YouTube. What time were you driving for the town? It's like, like 6 a.m. Yeah. Reminds me of that scene from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when the guy, the, the villain's coming through and everyone goes inside and hides. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, like no one around. Our, our well, tour you can see left. The sun's pretty low. Our tour left at eight, so yeah. we were meeting at 7:30, 7:45 in uh, the courtyard outside the hotel. So we had to get it done. Yeah, early. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was an amazing drive. Uh, I got soup. I thought I was kind of if you're watching <laughs> YouTube. The sun was literally like just right. over the horizon, and there was fog everywhere, and I couldn't see. And um, yeah, in a priceless car, but yeah. in a priceless car, and I yeah. stayed on the road. Fortunately, yeah. um, but it was uh, interesting to drive. You know, the '71, which had the old style oh, tires. Yeah. You know, new new compound, but old style tires with old treads. And probably, I don't think they had, what was it, no rear anti-roll bar or no front anti-roll bar on those older cars, or you could option it, I believe. So it leaned a lot. Uh, the engine, it's t- really tough to beat, you know, a, a high-revving 2.2-liter 
911S engine. So yeah. I probably say I, I kind of preferred the engine in that car more. But that was the know, last you... year the the dogleg the 911 yes, gearbox. Yes, yep. last right? year the dogleg, yeah. which was interesting. Um, but uh, you hop into the SE or the uh, the Carrera cab turbo look, and it just feels like, even though it's you know same bones basically, very very similar chassis that they didn't do a lot to the bones of those cars. It feels way newer, like more solid. It doesn't oh, yeah. lean as much. Um, it feels like a more modern car. Yeah, it's so much smoother. Yeah, know, smoother. Electronic versus carbs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's you know what seventy one to eighty three, so twelve years. And yeah, they changed a lot on on the nine eleven. Yeah. What was this? Was wait, was the seventy one a T? What was it? It was an S. Okay, so it was a, it was an MFI car. Yes, yeah. MFI. Okay. Yep. All right, Manny, let's get into the news. You're up. Which one do you want to cover first? IMSA. <clears throat> um, uh, I think we had two IMSA stories. Is it the Westbrook. Westbrook. Westbrook yeah, Richard Westbrook uh, moving from Cadillac to Porsche. JDC Miller. Uh, for those who don't know who Richard Westbrook is, phenomenal driver. I got the I heard his name first when he was driving for the Carrera Cup uh, in Britain, Great Britain, their series, and he just dominated. Then he went to Super Cup, dominated there, and then from there his uh, career was like set in sports car racing. So it's um, pretty cool to hear he's going to be driving for JDC Miller, who did pretty well for a customer car uh, team that entered. Uh, especially when uh, when we asked the drivers at uh, Rensport, the Penske drivers, if they share any information, and they were like, absolutely not. They're they're a competitor. They're another team. We're not going to give them any information. They're a little taken aback. I thought all the Porsche teams shared information. So uh, yeah, I, that's uh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. um, the CJDC Miller uh, picking up uh, someone like Richard Westbrook. So that'll be fun to watch at the uh, 24 hours of Daytona. Head to our, our I'm going to plug our YouTube channel. Um, we have a, a quick video on the JDC Miller car um, that we took at Rensport if you want to find out a little bit more about that team. Very good. And then there's an update to a Porsche badge. Uh, yes, the, uh, what's, how do you pronounce it? Turbo, tur- not turbo, uh, turbo, turbo Knight. Turbo Knight. Turbo Knight. Turbo Knight. Yes, having a turbo is not special enough. Now Porsche is changing the crest. And this is going to be for uh, all their turbo models. Of course, turbo meaning top of the line, not just... uh, Oh, look, they used the the Honda Civic dashboard. The Honda Civic's dashboard um, with the the holes, the grating. I'm sure that's somewhere in the literature, too, that they are Honda Civic inspires from Honda. Oh, you mean the bars? Yeah, Yeah. the bars, if you look. So if you're not looking on YouTube, Porsche has a new crest. It's there's no color to it. It's just shades of of gray, basically. And where there's usually what the orange slash red and gold stripes. No, wait. And gold stripes. Now. The uh, the red is black and the gold is just this honeycomb so, sort of honeycomb grading and it looks exactly like what you'd find in a, a new Honda Civic. Uh, so. that's also been on a lot of other Porsches too. You're just you're that, just that's you, what's in my it's, mind. It's only in your mind because yeah. your girlfriend's ca- car, her dash has it. And so. all the YouTube videos I've watched. Uh huh. I mean, I love that. Dashboard. I don't think they were thinking of Honda when they put yeah, that in. Yeah, I know. There. I know. <laughs> so, anyways, it'll make uh, turbo owners feel even more exclusive than they already are. Uh, of course, I will wait for um, the Chinese market to put it on eBay, and I'll buy one for my 964. Well, I think people have been <laughs> modifying uh, their badges on their car for oh, quite yeah. some time. Like yeah. you could get, you could have gotten one that's a, I think it's John D'Angelo or someone that has like a red, white, and blue kind of version. Yeah, I got one in my boxer that looks like the old one has the orange. Oh, you have one? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This Turbo Knight badge would look good on my um, Arctic Silver Cayman. Actually, it would. It would. Actually, it would look very good. Yeah. It's crazy to just do stuff to make you want to spend more money. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got to make the uh, turbo buyers uh, it's yeah. not like they're Apple. Feel like yeah, they're exactly. So anyway, Turbo Knight. Remember that name, Turbo, turbo Knight. Turbo Knight. Carbonite. Knight. Turbo Knight. Turbo Knight. Yeah, something like that. All right. We since we finished uh, the second to last major event uh, for PCA at Unstock, that's only one more really that's left, and that's a uh, Treffen at Sea, uh, December 9th. Hopefully, you're joining us. Uh, you'd be. Uh, a couple uh, of 800 plus people, uh, PCA members that are going to be on board. The schedule went out and all the different seminars that we're having is going to be an amazing time. We have Nathan Mers, we have uh, Rod Emery, we have, uh, let's see, who else? We, um, gosh, I'm drawing I'm a blank. I'm not sure. I'm I drawing a blank. I haven't looked at that list yet. But um, Lee Giannone is going to be there. 
uh, who else? Oh, from um, do, 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 do. does anybody ever actually go to these seminars? They do, they do. Because, because if you get the drink package, you're getting 16 drinks a day. A day, yeah. A day. yeah. So you go to the seminar one day, you won't remember it. Go the next day. I, I did the math, and that's pretty much every waking hour. Once an hour, you can get a drink. Is that based on double occupancy? Or is that no per person. Single, per person? Per person. Per person. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So the, the other. If you're two not are... an alcoholic when you're bored. <laughs> you will be. Wow. The other two <laughs> that can be presenting is Ramsey Potts, who is super mm. energetic, and uh, also Kelly Telfer is going to be mm. on board showing people how to paint Porsches. So tons of stuff to do. They actually do. I mean, again, you know, for me, going to the beach is fun for the first 15 minutes. You know, so having Porsche are people content. painting sober. Uh, yeah, well, I, if I, they I, are, that may make some good video. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. I'll let you know. We'll 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 be filming and taking photos. Twelve drinks in, we're gonna yeah. start painting. <laughs> and if you're still, if you're deciding whether or not to go, they did just release. I think it's like an eight hundred or eight ninety nine uh, room. It's an inside room, but still, I've seen them. They're still very nice. You know, you're not you're very hardly ever in the room other I, than I, just I thought this yeah. How many people actually? You How much time do you spend on you the don't. balcony? You, well, you don't even stay in your room for that matter. There's so much stuff going on. Um, yeah, so it doesn't even matter. So if you're thinking about it, there's a couple of rooms left. Join us. I know we're over 100 cars that have been registered for the uh, the, the Concours at Sea. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. Concours at Sea? Concours at Sea. Well, it's Diecast Concours. Okay, Diecast Concours. Yes. So... All right, we are well over at the top of the hour. Anything else before we sign off, gentlemen? All good? All right, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member, own a Porsche, grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org. We'll set you up. If you're looking for your Porsche, we have the test drive program. Again, just head over and we'll uh, open some access for some resources to help you find the right Porsche for your driveway. Remember to follow the podcast Instagram page, see behind-the-scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Or you can always send us a message at podcast at PCA.org. Always love it when you give us a like, subscribe, and comment. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.